0: Welcome, this is EIG, Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN.
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach. Today, we're going to be talking about something that has somewhat taken a back seat, unfortunately, in the business world and especially in the nonprofit sector because of budget cuts. I'm talking about leadership training. Now, some people sing its praises and some, well, maybe not so much. But I would contend that it's all about the quality and the delivery of it. There are some people out in the world today that think that leaders are born and not made. It is true to some extent because some people are blessed with exceptional leadership traits. However, personality grooming is essential for adopting the most influential leadership styles. And thankfully, leadership training courses come to the rescue to allow attendees the opportunity to influence others positively for achieving higher business objectives. Today, we're going to talk with some people who are very involved with a popular leadership training event called the Global Leadership Summit, or the GLS. You'll hear why they're involved and what their experience has been. So here as my first guest today is Nick Fowler, president and founder of MKE Leaders. Welcome to the show today, Nick. Good morning, Jill. So explain to our audience how MKE
2: Leaders is involved
1: with the Global Leadership Summit.
2: Uh, Jill, uh, back in 2015, I retired and I went to my first Global Leadership Summit. And I came away thinking, this is amazing. It's the best training I've ever gotten, but there was only one location in all of Milwaukee, and there was only 200 people there. For a city of a million and a half, that was just uh, unbelievable for me. So uh, I left there and decided that I should be promoting the Global Leadership Summit as great training for people in Milwaukee. And uh, we founded a, a small nonprofit called MKE Leaders, and. Our purpose is to make sure that there's availability of great leadership training, and the primary method that we use in resource is the Global Leadership Summit.
1: Okay, well, why don't you share with us then what someone would expect to experience when they attend the GLS?
2: Summit's so really an amazing experience. It's a two-day live-streamed event with 14 to 15 world-class speakers presenting fresh, actionable leadership principles that you can apply immediately. And in between each of these speakers, they're woven together with uh, segments of art and music and inspirational stories of challenge and success. The experience really is like drinking from a fire hose for those two days, and at the end, you're pretty well exhausted. And of the 15 speakers, not every speaker will be fantastic for every person watching, but you'll come away with four to five speakers, that you're just committed to following up on things that you've learned from them. Each year, the training is just some of the best that I've ever had. It's staged on the campus of Willow Creek Church in South Barrington, Illinois, and then it is sent via satellite and internet to around 500 locations in North America. The origin of this started as training for church leaders. It was interesting because pastors will go to seminary to study theology for years, but many of them never learn how to lead people. So the interesting part about that is it started that way, and 90% of the people who were attending were, were church leaders, but the quality of the training has been so fantastic that it's morphed over the last 25 years to where now 85% of the people who attend are from the marketplace and it's grown to be the largest leadership training event that we're aware of, there'll be 500,000 people around the world that experience the summit this year.
1: Mm. And you know, I, I have been there a couple years now and I know how fantastic it is. I know what makes it so good, but share with our audience, Nick, what makes it so good from your perspective uh, and also what sets it apart from all the other training that's available in the city.
2: Uh, The answer to that, Jill, is there's lots of facets to what make it great because there's lots of training now online and so forth. The the things that are fairly common with others, there's world-class speakers. They have incredible stories. Indeed, it's unusual in in this instance that they are woven together with art and music and, and challenging stories. I think an outcome from the summit because of this mix is really unusual. The summit is one of those places that people often make commitments to do things that maybe they've been thinking for years that they really ought to be doing. People make life-changing decisions sometimes, and it's, it's prompted by some of the speakers. It, it's very interesting. A couple of years ago, there was a speaker by the name of Jia Jing, and his uh, topic was rejection. It was fascinating because he looked at his life and he felt that he was not having the impact with his life that he thought he should. And when he looked at it, he realized it was because he was afraid of rejection. He was afraid if he had an idea, somebody would say, well, that was stupid. you know. And so he wasn't bringing forth the ideas. He wasn't taking the risks that he should have. And he came up with a theory that he could desensitize himself, that if he asked silly things a hundred days in a row knowing that he's going to be rejected, that he would become stronger and more bold because he would get used to rejection so he wouldn't uh, have such hesitancy to ask for things and to promote ideas that he thought were great. And it was the funniest thing because he's asking these things expecting to every time be rejected and then somebody says, yes. He, and at one point, he, he goes up to a policeman and he says, I've always wanted to drive a police car with the siren on. Could I do that? And it's crazy. And the policeman let him. And, and you know, there was, there was just several others. One of the most amazing to me was he went into a Krispy Kreme and he asked the lady, could you make me donuts in the shape of the Olympic rings? And he expected her to say, no, we don't do that. And she looked at him. She paused, and then she said, "Well, what color would they need to be?" <laughs> and and she did it. And he was just amazed. And afterwards, uh, he said, "How much do I owe you?" She said, "No, no. This was really this was great." She said, "There's there's no charge." Well, that went on YouTube and has had millions of views. Well, last year they had uh, a fellow, uh, Richard Montanez, who was a janitor in the Frito Lay plant, and called up the president of Frito-Lay and said he had an idea for flaming hot Cheetos. And he went from a janitor with a fourth grade education to vice president in Frito-Lay.
1: Yeah, I love that story. That's, That's so inspirational.
2: The interesting part about this is when you look at it and you go, how much more fulfilling life would each of us have if we weren't afraid to take risks, if we weren't afraid to ask, the things that we believe are important to ask.
1: Absolutely, and you never know until you ask. You know, you, you just never know. Yeah, so many great examples of how this training is so wonderful. And we could spend the rest of our segment giving examples, but unfortunately we don't have the time for that. But I, again, I know how wonderful this event is. We call it the Global Leadership Summit for a reason. Tell us, Nick, to what extent is the Global Leadership Summit really global?
2: Uh, thanks for asking that. Uh, I would tell you that uh, global is in the names of lots of companies that maybe want to be global. This is a truly global organization. It's, uh, it's staged and, and, and actually presented on about 500 locations in North America, all on the same two days. And then the day it's over, the, uh, the translators get to work. And they translate it into 59 languages, and it goes to 135 countries. Mm. Uh, There are more people uh, internationally that experience the summit than domestically. This year, there will be over 500,000 people experience the summit, and about 280,000 will be in those 130 countries, from Germany to Australia to Kenya, uh, around the globe.
1: And also their speakers.
2: Just amazing speakers uh, that uh, that come from France that come from uh, uh, from Africa uh, that each can share leadership principles uh, that that you can apply and that you can understand the the situations that they've had in their lives that have helped them become excellent role models for the rest of us
1: absolutely well. I'm curious now, as we close out this first segment, um, we like to to have our guests offer a CTA out to the audience, so a call to action, if you will. So, what is what is it that you need, uh, or what does MKE leaders need as an organization uh, from from our audience today?
2: Well, thanks, Jill. We we appreciate this platform. Um, well. Our primary goal is to get more and more people exposed to this great training so that they become better. Uh, So the first thing we need is we need your listeners to to take that step and go register for the summit. Go to mkeleaders.com and register to attend. The the second thing would be uh, if they're part of a, a church or their organization they could contact us if they would like to promote it within their organization. We'd be happy to sign them up as a partner. There's no cost. It's all good. Um, and it will give them a lower rate for their members. So that's the second thing, all related to getting more people to the summit. There's another another need that we have is uh, the summit's expensive for us to put on. And so if there are uh, people out there who would be interested in donating to help with scholarships for people to attend that maybe can't afford it, or helping us with the cost because where we our, our venue is uh, expensive. Uh, it would be a great help to us, but our goal is to get more and more people there to experience the summit because when a leader gets better, everybody wins
1: absolutely and share 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 you know you're listening to this interview share it with your friends your family uh, your circle of influence and just get people there i guarantee you you will not be disappointed so as you said uh, uh, one of the quotes that they use at the summit frequently is when a leader gets better everyone wins like you just said when we return we're going to talk with a local business leader who not only attends the summit himself but he offers it to his leadership team as well. So stay tuned and we'll learn more about it when we return.
0: Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN.
1: Welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community. I'm talking with Nick Fowler, president of MKE Leaders, who promotes the GLS every year. And we have invited to the conversation a local business leader who himself attends the summit, but also invites his leadership team to attend as well. Welcome to the conversation, Alan Petelensek, president and CEO of PowerTest.
3: Thank you, Joe. Happy to be here.
1: We are happy to have you here. So, Alan, share with us why you t- decided to attend your first GLS, and how has your view of the GLS morphed over the years?
3: Uh, full transparency, part of it was Catholic boy guilt. <laughs> um, and, and along with that was, um, was encouragement from one of our primary customers that had been attending the, the summit for decades. Um, and he chased me for three years until I attended my first summit. But there was kind of a pull in my life in that um, a very, very successful, dyman- dynamic growing business. But at the same time, a coach came to me and gave me a book that said uh, it was titled What Got You Here Won't Get You There. Ooh. And so there was just all these indicators that said, dude, maybe you can do this a little better.
1: Uh huh. Well, what's the name of the book again?
3: What Got You Here Won't Get You There. Marshall Goldsmith, I believe, is the author.
1: huh. All right. That's my list here. Um, a popular quote that I quote, that I said before that the summit uses is when a leader gets better, everyone wins. So from a personal standpoint, Alan, how has the GLS helped you become a better leader?
3: Uh, well, this was early in my in my stage of relationship with other business leaders. And so we've met some individuals at the GLS that um, have grown into a network of business leaders that are all trying to improve. Uh, so the starting point was seeing leaders that were renowned authors and inspirational speakers and kind of putting us in a place where we thought we were kind of all that. Um, but just really saw how we could improve and opportunities to, to influence others and just to be more transparent, more authentic, more, more humble, perhaps in our leadership, giving us much stronger relationships within our business which really is what leadership's all about, is it's relationship and Absolutely. encouragement. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So if you think you're all it and a bag of <laughs> chips, too, you got some things to learn. We all do, right? No matter where we are in our journey, professional or, or personal. Um, your company, PowerTest, has over time increased its support at GLS and greatly increased the number of attendees. How does PowerTest use the information gathered from the GLS to develop those leaders in your business?
3: Uh, Well, first, we have our leadership team invited, as you said. Um, And last year we had nearly two dozen individuals. But um, something that's not known is our business has acquired multiple other competitors. So now imagine you're trying to integrate businesses that have different cultures. Well, by inviting the leaders of these individual business units to come together to the summit, um, they're exposed to each other as a starting point in an environment where everybody is being stretched. And it's interesting after a particular segment to hear the conversation that takes place between the leaders um, and just the the takeaways that each are getting. And so it right off the bat kind of inspires a different type of relationship between these former competitive leaders. Um, a follow up to that is we use the resource material from from the Global, Global Leadership Summit, and we use it for, um, for leadership development within our business. So regularly, and I'm gonna say in the midst of the circus that we're at now, it's not as regular as it had been, mm-hmm. um, but we use the resource materials and we invite the leaders of different business units to co-chair the, the um, particular segment. So those former competitive leaders find a segment that spoke to them they develop the questions and the resource material to present to the rest of the leadership team and this has really been a great tool for us to come together as we work on integrating the culture of the business
1: well and i think that's great to give our audience some ideas on how you are using that after you have left the the uh, leadership conference because sometimes you know you attend a class or leadership conference and you're all pumped up for that day or two, and then you leave and things kind of go back to business as usual, right? But if you have things in place that are going to uh, uh, continue to carry out the things that you've learned, I think that's that's wonderful. And that's an example of that, what you just talked about, Ellen. Uh, I understand that you've recently sold Power Test and are joining the ranks of the semi-retired. First of all, congratulations.
3: Thank you for that.
1: Uh, how has GLS helped you deal with the personal changes that come with Succession?
3: Um, so a starting point is a realization of my space. Um, I've got a 40 plus year career um, in leadership of a business and in developing relationships with it, without with other individuals and with employees. Um, and in this period of time, especially um, you know, in the COVID era and now with crazy inflation, um, leaders of other businesses are really struggling. And they don't know who they can trust. They don't know who they can turn to. So for any of you um, semi-retired guys out there and, and ladies out there that have uh, have the the tools and the experience to share with others this is the time to do it and for me this is really a call to action I'm not to bury the gifts that I that I was given instead it's to multiply them and that multiplication comes through um, collaborating and and just mentoring and being friends with people that are in leadership positions and are struggling
1: yeah that's so true you know we talk about I don't know who, where I read it or heard it, but someone was saying at the end of my life, I want to be totally spent. I want nothing (laughs) left. You know, you're gifted with these things throughout your life and you want to use them. You don't want to keep them to yourself. You want to use your gifts, use your wisdom, your knowledge, and share it with others for a maximum uh, impact.
3: At my retirement party last week, um, I shared that I want to go to the grave with smoking skid marks. (laughs)
1: There you go. <laughs> how appropriate, right? Yeah. Well, as a secular organization, how, how do you how do you deal with the religious overtones of some of the presenters? Because some people may wonder about that.
3: You know, it's really interesting, and this is not an evangelical event. Um, and especially when you go to the Brookfield Conference Center, it's, it's really a comfortable environment. Um, but I think it's comforting for people to know where you come from. Everybody's got some type of bias. And in the case of, for example, our company where there's new employees that don't know why the leadership team may put people over profit, this is an opportunity to see why that's done. Mm-hmm. And I mean, our company Power Test has developed into, I, I would say almost a, a, an unofficial social enterprise in that we use a portion of our, of our revenue to help nonprofit organizations. And what kind of company does that unless you understand kind of the, the motivation and the, the spirit behind it.
1: EIG does it because we, re, you know, we recognize that as well.
3: You know, and it's amazing. I came into the uh, t- to the lobby before this interview um, and I see on the cover of your quarterly publication in touch, what type of leader are you? Mm-hmm. And um, Julia has put forth that um, she wants to be a healthy leader. Karen has put forth she wants to be a harmless leader. And Courtney has put forth she wants to be a collaborative leader. So this this is front page on your publication. And it's obvious that it's here as as a corporate wide uh, belief.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, what would you say to to close up your segment here, Alan? What what would you say are some of the consequences that are attributed to your leadership team attending the GLS?
3: Um, So I would say part of the consequences and unintentional or intentional consequences are conversations that maybe not might not have happened before and people developing relationships and speaking of things that maybe were uncomfortable and being able to listen to multiple opinions. Uh, but really a beautiful consequence to come from this. Um, I'm finishing 40 years of working for the same business. And um, it kind of went unnoticed in September when my an- my 40th anniversary came by. But at the Christmas party, they surprised me. And the, the master of ceremonies, my CFO, Jeffrey, um, said that, in honor of 40 years of service and community service, and they showed some of what our company was involved with. Um, he would like to get dedicate 40 hours of nonprofit service to recognize my 40 years. And then he asked others in the, in the, um, in the audience, the, the rest of our employees, if there are any others that would join him. And we had several dozen stand up. Mm. So just the kind of the ripple effect of, Service and support um, being in, ingrained within the culture of the business, and seeing this many people stand up to give 40 hours—that's amazing.
4: It's fantastic, and
1: again, it speaks to that impact that you, as a leader, have. Um, you've you've learned certainly from some of the things at the leadership summit, and then you come back to your organization and you implement those things. And you just never know who's watching, right? You know, you just never know who's listening to the, to this interview too, where you, you might be impacting people that you never know you have. And I just think it's a great example of, um, inspiration and, and impact.
3: So for business owners that are thinking about what does their legacy look like? Um, I mean, a real measure of success is when you have succession and your, your cultural values carry ahead without you there.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, well said. Well, I really like knowing that a secular organization is so benefiting from the training presented at the GLS. Everyone does, I think. Nonprofit organizations, not excluded. Nonprofit organizations are so important to the GLS and the Global Leadership Network works with nonprofits to help them get their people to this important leadership summit. When we return, we're going to talk with a nonprofit leader about how the GLS has impacted her and her organization and then we'll learn more about how nonprofits can get involved. So stay tuned and we'll be right
4: back.
0: You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN.
1: Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community. I'm your host, Jill Economo. And in this segment, you'll hear from our nonprofit guest who will tell us all about her experience with the GLS. So welcome Lori Hendrickson, executive director from BASICS in Milwaukee.
4: Hi, Jill. Good to be with you today.
1: Nice to have you join our conversation.
4: Why don't you take a moment to tell us a little bit about BASICS and your beginnings? Well, BASICS is actually an acronym for Brothers and Sisters in Christ Serving Together. And we had our beginnings about 25 years ago when uh, A Christian leader from our community um, met with a a group of Christian business leaders and as a result of doing Bible study together they began to ask one another what can we actually do to make a difference in our city and that's how Basics was born. Arne Quackler uh, did some research but most of all he had feet on the street in the cities of Milwaukee where he talked with and interviewed not only Christian leaders but gang leaders throughout the city to see what were some of the places that the body of Christ could come alongside and make a difference and assist in the in helping. Mm. So that's that's how we began and we actually began with some building projects in the city that really made a difference in communities that were struggling. Now we've progressed to from building buildings to building relationships, mm. building networks of people who are willing to serve. Well,
1: that relationship piece is so crucial, right? It's no secret that Milwaukee has a lot of challenges, right? But there's also so much opportunity.
4: How is Basics meeting some of those challenges to impact the greater Milwaukee area? We've identified two main challenges. There there are many challenges, but we've identified two main challenges where we find that we can make a difference. First is in the need for Jesus Christ. As we all know, the The violence and the struggle in the city is very real, so the need for Jesus is real. And so we have a team of ministers to Milwaukee, people who are passionate about sharing their faith in a multitude of ways, and they go out throughout the city um, working in everything from serving as chaplains to Milwaukee Police Department to prison ministries, serving in the schools, in Milwaukee Public Schools, making a difference working with women who are caught in tra- sex trafficking. So we've got a multitude of people that are out there, but BASICS serves as kind of an incubator for some of these ministries, providing uh, providing administrative services, leadership training and mentoring. And that's where our partnership with the Global Leadership Summit is really a blessing and a benefit.
1: Mm. Well, I've said a number of times on the show that... We're not trying to sweep any negative challenges, adversity under the rug. We know that these things exist. We know that Milwaukee has challenges, a number of them. But what I love is that we're highlighting those people that are turning their focus to the positive. They're saying, you know, we understand we have these challenges, but let's find a solution. Let's look for something, some way that we can impact people that are going through these challenges. And I think it's wonderful, uh, the different things that basics offers. So you mentioned, um, that, uh, you mentioned the GLS and that basics gets involved. So tell us how you've benefited from the GLS.
4: On a personal level, as a leader, the GLS has given me a much larger appreciation for leadership around the globe. Um, Nick had mentioned earlier about it truly is a global leadership summit, and when I attended a GLS back in the very early days, I was so impacted that I said, I want to be on board with this no matter what it takes. So when the attender in the auditorium, who was sitting right in front of me, uh, turned around and introduced himself and said that he was from New Zealand, my husband and I said, whatever it takes we will help you to do this in new zealand so we were actually one of the first party crashers to, ah. <laughs> to volunteer in a global leadership summit before it was even called that but that just really stretched our vision for the difference that god is making around the world the ways that we lead here in the us are not the only ways to lead mm-hmm. and the and so we benefit from the learning that we that we have when we interact and that's why the global leadership community is so important.
1: Mm, That's awesome, you got to go to New Zealand. How exciting Mm -hmm. is that? You were on the ground floor there when things were taken off.
4: Yes, absolutely. Wow,
1: well, how have you been able to leverage the GLS to serve your mission at BASICS, to build these bridges between urban and suburban Milwaukee?
4: Diversity and inclusion has been really important in our culture of BASICS, joining the city and the suburbs, And the Global Leadership Summit has really helped with that. Um, We're very much about reconciliation. From a faith-based perspective, first, reconciliation with God. And from a community-based perspective, reconciliation with one another. So it was really fun during um, during the pandemic, we were able to host a group at our home. As we used our home as a GLS site, and unbeknownst to any of us, some of the different leaders that we had invited um, had some real problems with one another. Mm-hmm. There had been some animosity, some hurt feelings that had happened, and it was when they came together to participate in the GLS event that they began to reconcile those relationships. To the, And we find that once the relationship is worked on, A lot of times people can work together Mm. so when we look at the whole better together thing we need that is so important we're not going to get anywhere if we rewind silos and so we've really used it as a networking opportunity to build those around again a common culture and a common purpose Mm. and that is to make milwaukee even greater than it has been
1: Mm. That's a great goal and and uh, you've learned so much in this uh in attending All these years, the the GLS, what would you say to those listening um, who might be considering investing in the GLS for themselves and their staff?
4: Every year as a Christian nonprofit, we struggle to come up with the finances to do it and to make it available. And every year when we attend, we say this is worth twice what we paid for it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The opportunities to learn from some of the greatest learn from some of the best faculty um, has really transformed our organization and the way that we handle all the challenges and struggles that come our way.
1: And I think it's important that we share, too, in this segment, talking with a nonprofit, that there are opportunities for nonprofits to get involved over and above the normal registration fee. Do you want to share a little bit about that?
2: Uh, Maybe I can take that one, Jill. we uh, we're committed to helping nonprofits um, get the training that the Global Leadership Summit provides. And so we have kind of four different ways uh, that they can benefit from attending and with their team where they can grow individually. Uh, We have uh, the potential for scholarships available. The Global Leadership Summit now is making it possible for sites that uh, are like a group home or a homeless shelter, or they'll be able to stream it into their site free of charge for their constituents. Uh, there's there's multiple ways, and they can just contact us at MKE Leaders, and uh, we can can help them with that.
1: Awesome, yeah. So just I hope, audience, you're taking notes because there's a lot of a uh, lot of information you should be jotting down here, and, and we'll repeat that again in the last segment, but. We're going to take our final break, and when we come back, we're going to wrap up with each guest sharing some closing thoughts about the GLS. So stay tuned, and
0: we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, with your host, Julie Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN.
1: Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm the director of Community Outreach, and we're going to end our interview today by talking with all of our guests, Nick Fowler, who is the president and founder of MKE Leaders, Alan Petalincec, who is the president and CEO, or I should say former president, and now is newly retired from Power Test; and Lori Hendrickson, executive director from Basics in Milwaukee. We're going to talk about some closing thoughts and comments. So. Alan, let's start, let's start with you. What words of wisdom and closing thoughts do you have to share with our audience?
3: Um, so please take this for what it's worth. Every leader can get better, and everybody is a leader. And when you're leading a business, you don't know where to turn to to get better. And the summit is an opportunity to see incredible examples of people that can help draw you up into the leader you could be.
1: Very well said. Thank you. Thank you. Lori, uh, what insightful comments can you impart to our audience today?
4: The Global Leadership Summit is a gift that we give to one another, not only when we come together to learn to better ourselves as leaders, but when we bring others with us so that we can expand on that leadership community.
3: Mm. Very
1: nicely said. And then Nick, last but not least, Nick Fowler, president and founder of MKE Leaders. How would you like to close up our interview today with with your
2: comments? Thank you, Joe. It, it's interesting to me because I, I think when some people talk about uh, going to some training, they may think about this like they think about, well, I'm going to go to a class on how to get better at golf or how to be a better tennis player, or how to go to a book club. uh, What people often don't internalize is that everything, good or bad, rises and falls on leadership. Think about history. Everything rises or falls on leadership. And leadership can be as momentous as the President of the United States or the leader in a in a um, a Girl Scout troop. It can be a mother with her children, a father with the children. Everything rises and falls on leadership. You can be better in your family, in your work, in your community or as a public servant. And so to me, that's why the summit is so very, very important. It can help everybody be a better leader.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, last year when I went, um, I get so fired up when I come home and my husband's used to that now. He's like, okay, Joe, just goes on a rant for a couple of days. But what I wanna make sure people understand is that for seven days after the summit, you have access to the content. And so I shared that with my husband and he was saying, you know, our our kids would would benefit greatly from this. So I wanna make sure people understand that just as you said nick everybody can be a leader that could be um, a high schooler it could be a grade schooler you know we can excuse me we can start leadership at a young age and if you have a a family member that you want to bring to the to the summit what a great opportunity for a family to to go and absorb all the information
2: yes go ahead So,
3: so similar to the way that it took um A nudge with a two by four to get me to go to my first summit. It took a number of years for my wife to attend as well. Um, and the most amazing thing to go with your spouse is as a leader, you carry particular crosses that people may not understand. And especially last year, Craig Rochelle spoke to the pain of leadership, especially in this period of time. And whether it's a, it, It's a mom leading the family or a father leading a business or vice versa. These are some challenging times. And just having your spouse there to understand, perhaps, what you're
2: experiencing is amazing. Absolutely. I would also say, Jill, just to um, add to a little bit. Each person that registers gets seven days of video on demand afterwards. And so that's great to share in the short term. But, But we have people like Alan and others who will come away from the summit uh, with a uh, a download of all of the speakers. And you can do that, you can pay a very small amount and then use that in your business or in your organization throughout the year. Uh, my friend, John Lang at the YMCA, he was CEO of the YMCA, in every quarterly meeting, uses one of the presentations from the summit to help train his 45 key leaders at the YMCA. So the summit can help you throughout the year Uh, be a better leader, and to train others. Because it's not just about you getting better. It's about those around you getting better.
1: Mm, Very, very true. Absolutely. Uh, Well, I understand that you are back at the Brookfield Conference Center this year. You want to give some specific details to our listening audience about that and and what's coming down the pike for this year?
2: Uh, You bet. Uh, We're excited to be at the Brookfield Conference Center it's like the city built this venue for us. It's just amazing because there are four 24-foot video screens. So if you have a streaming event, this is like perfect. But even more impactful than the size of the number of the screens is the fact that everyone there sits at banquet tables. So you can come with your team and now you have a built-in discussion group. As you're learning, you can sit there and discuss what you're learning and maybe even be formulating plans on how you might implement that when you go back to your organization, back to your company. But this year also, we will be having um, a number of nonprofits with us that will be able to have tables there that during breaks and lunch, they'll be able to help those in attendance know more about their organization. And uh, those things we believe just make um, a more vibrant, impactful uh, GLS. So we're excited for August 4th and 5th. Everybody should come join us.
4: And
1: one more time, I'm just going to ask each of you to, uh, if somebody is listening and they want to reach out to you specifically uh, or to get informa- more information about the GLS, can you just share contact information? Sure.
2: The easiest thing to remember for me is you can just email info at or com, Excuse me, mkeleaders.com and I will answer every uh, email that I get.
4: All right. Lori? Similarly for me, you can contact me most easily through our website, which is basicsinmke.org. All right.
1: And Alan, let's say there's a business owner out there that really uh, what you share today resonates with them and they want to pick your brain on what you've done and how you've made an impact. Would you be willing to uh, throw contact information out there as well?
3: Absolutely. Um, so if you'd like to reach me, you can reach me at Alan, A-L-A-N, at P-W-R-T-S, as in SamuelT.com.
1: Okay, thank you. Well, I want to thank all of you today for for joining me, Nick Fowler, Alan Petalincec, and Lori Hendrickson, to talk about ways that the GLS has made a difference for all of you, and also for sharing how great it can be for anyone attending. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like further information about what we talked about today, or you'd like to be considered as a guest on the show, you can email me at jill at or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. Join us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. from Milwaukee's philanthropic community, where you'll learn about some great people and great nonprofits that are doing great things in our community. You can tune in a number of different ways, either on the a.m. dial, a.m. 1130. Uh, you can go to Newstalk1130.com on your computer, or you can listen on your cell phone via the iHeartRadio app. You can also visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to previously aired shows, or you can now listen on demand, which means Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. So I hope you found the information we shared today inspiring. You've learned about a great leadership conference that you can attend that could absolutely change your life. Join me and all of the guests that you've heard from today during this interview Uh, will all be in attendance at the GLS this summer and uh, see what kind of impact it can make in your life as well as others around you. After the summit, my call to action would be to be sure you tell people about your experience and share the information that you learned so that you can build your attendee list for next year sharing great things with others and continuing to do that is a great way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Have a wonderful Sunday.